Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. Today's episode, we're going to talk about a little bit about my uh, new replacement um, batteries for my off-grid home. Uh, so I recently sold my um, lithium-ion Tesla batteries. Um, that was 11 batteries with a total of 33 kilowatts. A lot of power. Um, so I actually just got in... Uh, my replacement brand new batteries. I'm not going to quite um, quite uh, disclose exactly what type of batteries they are yet, my new replacement ones, um, but they will be showcased on my um, YouTube channel for sure. Uh, and then once they're showcased and I unveil what they are, um, I'll talk a little bit more about it on the podcast here. Um, but I want to talk about the journey they had to go through to get to me. So for those of you that are unaware, I am on the big island of Hawaii. And so, you know, we're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Uh, so things don't just get, you know, put on a truck and brought to us. So things, especially, um, you know, uh, how do I say this? Um, more um, off-grid stuff is hard to find here. Um, so we have to, you know, special order these things in and then deal with the shipping. So here's a little um, brief description of what has happened in order for me to get these batteries. And the, the similar um, occurrence that I'm about to explain is kind of similar to how the first batteries that I got, how they had to be shipped here. So uh, I purchased these batteries and in order to ship them to Hawaii, um, they had to be boxed up into a crate. So for those of you that don't know, um, lithium-ion batteries... Um, normally cannot be shipped um, in the air, you know, through a plane. Um, they have to be either trucked through, you know, in a trucking, in a crate, you know, through on the ground, or they have to be shipped on a barge. In our case, would be a barge in order to come, you know, across the ocean here um, to Hawaii. But my new batteries actually came from New York. So from New York, they got boxed up into crates. And then they got trucked across the United States to California. That's quite a few miles. We're talking thousands of miles just to get to California. And then from there got loaded onto a barge in a container with many other things. And then it took the long journey from California across the ocean to Hawaii. Then once it got to Hawaii, the barge got unloaded. The big masking containers got unloaded. Uh, and then the local shipping company here um, took possession of my shipment. And then from there, we coordinated a um, delivery point and time. Um, so overall, if I was to draw a straight line from Hawaii to New York, um, that is roughly over 5,000 miles. But it didn't come in a straight line because it had to be trucked across the United States, right? So I can only assume that were between 5,000 and 10,000 miles my new batteries have had to travel in order to get to me. So there's some mileage in on, on those crates <laughs> in order to get to me. Um, but 
they arrived in very good shape. It was very well packed. I unpacked them and I actually um, double checked them to make sure everything was good and everything is good. So I'm happy about that. Um, the crate was in really good shape, so it didn't get banged around or anything. So that's a good sign. Um, so what I did was I brought them out and I test the voltage across these batteries and everything looks awesome. Everything looks great. Uh, and then I laid them out on my floor in my living room. That way I can come up with an idea of how I want to now, first of all, wire them. And then not only how I'm going to wire them, but how I'm going to create and build a custom, um, uh, how do I say this, um, custom rack. But it's not going to be a rack. It's going to be a custom way of mounting these batteries um, to the wall in my power shed. Okay. Um, so I just got done. Um, I The other night I actually wired all the batteries up as a bigger battery bank. And um, everything is really good. So I'm happy about that. Um, I was also able to utilize some of the things that I bought a couple years ago that was sitting in my power shed. Um, some nice big heavy duty color coded um, terminal blocks um, for the big you know, gauge wire and terminals that we're using for all of this stuff. So I was able to use that. So that was awesome. Uh, and then now that I have the, when you have the batteries physically in front of you, it's a lot easier to, you know, first visually see how big they are, right? How heavy they are. And it gives you a better idea of how you're going to mount or place your batteries. And from, in my case, um, since I have them in front of me now, right? Um, I use a tape measure to start, you know, measuring out everything on my wall, how I'm going to, you know, mount things. Um, it also gave me an opportunity to measure um, all the materials I'm going to need to make a custom um, rack, in a sense, to mount all these um, batteries to the wall. Now, um, these batteries are quite heavy, and most batteries are. And so that's something you have to take into effect when you are building a racking system or a mounting system, in my case, a mounting system, because if you don't properly build it to hold the weight, um, you're going to have problems because it's going to either collapse, it's going to fall apart. And that's the last thing you want is your, your build of your rack or your mounting system to fall apart, because if they do, you're going to have big problems. So my advice is if regardless if you're, you know, um, what, regardless what type of batteries you're going to purchase for your off-grid um, home, um, you know, make sure whatever you're doing, you build it very heavy duty because these batteries are not light. OK, they're not light at all, uh, especially like say you have some lead acid batteries like the L16 batteries. They're they're really heavy, you know, um, but you can only mount those one way. They have to sit, you know, upright. So usually you set them on the floor or you can build like a little shelf, but make sure it's heavy duty in order to handle the amount of weight that you're going to put on there. And so in my case, since I'm mounting it to the wall, I have to take a little bit more extra precaution because I want it to be as minimal as possible so that I don't have anything bulky, but I also want it to be super strong and I don't have to ever worry about them either breaking off the wall or any of those things. Now, this also goes back to when I built my power shed. If you guys have not seen those videos, definitely check them out on my YouTube channel. Because if I didn't build it the way I did, it would be a lot harder for me to do a lot of the things that I'm doing now. And I'll give you an example. So the power shed is a wood structure. Okay, It is a post and pier um, structure. 
and the floor is wood. It's all two by four walls. Everything is insulated, you know, um, but this is what I did. So after I, you know, built the frame, the skin um, of everything, you know, put the siding on the outside. I already have my two by four walls up. I have the roof on, you know, all of that together is just a shell inside. Um, what I did was I actually installed um, half inch. I think it was either half. No, sorry. It was three quarter inch plywood on all the walls, which is overkill. Every single wall in my power shed has um, three quarter inch plywood. And then on top of the plywood, I installed five eighths drywall, fire rated drywall. Now, five eighths drywall, that thickness we're talking about is usually for your ceiling. That's usually what you use it for. And you use half inch drywall for your walls. But in my case, I wanted to overbuild everything. So I ended up putting, like I said, three quarter inch plywood on all the walls, everything in that if you walk in there in the box, everything is three quarter. And then I used a five eight um, drywall on everything, the ceiling, the walls, everything. Right. And then, of course, I mudded and taped and primered and paint. And then we have a finished wall. So what for most people that don't know is if you are looking at the drywall, you would think that the only thing that you that I have behind it is ply. I mean, um, studs. You know, two by four studs, which is not the case. I also I have two by four studs, but I also have the three quarter inch plywood on everything, right? And everything is screwed down really securely. So by doing that, what essentially what I've done is I've made in a, a area where I could essentially mount anything anywhere, and I don't necessarily have to worry about landing on a stud, which is awesome, right? Because it makes it very user-friendly. Because sometimes when you want to mount something, it doesn't necessarily land on a stud. You know, if I screw through the, th the three-quarter inch plywood and hit a stud, even better. But it's not essential because I have that backing that I installed already. So this goes back to my planning, you know, when I built that power shed. And so you should also think about that too when you're building your power shed. Wherever you're going to house all your stuff. You know, sometimes planning um, in the for the future will come back and make your life so much easier. In my case, it is absolutely making everything a lot easier. Did it cost more money? Sure. Did it take more time and labor? Absolutely it did, right? But in the end, I can mount anything anywhere and I'm perfectly fine. Now, when I mount something, I also overdo it with um, anchors or lag bolts into whatever I'm screwing. So... You know, I, I'm always overdoing it so that way I can always make sure I have a solid structure, a solid foundation of whatever I'm doing. And so when I get ready to mount these to the wall, which I've already done the layout on the wall where I'm actually putting everything, I, I don't have to worry about it falling off the wall. There's just no way. So plan your project. Plan for the future because you don't know what's going to happen. You might buy a set of batteries today, but then tomorrow you might be switching out to something completely different. Right. And then sometimes mounting these things can be a headache or um, a problem if it's hard to mount, because you got to keep in mind the, the weight of a lot of these things. I'll give you an example, the inverters. So if you look at my videos, I have a double stack inverter with breakers on one side and other breakers on the other side and multiple charge controllers. That stuff is heavy. I can tell you right now that that um, 
inverter system I have, the, the double stack with the breakers on both ends, the boxes and everything, is extremely heavy. Extremely heavy. Even when I mounted that to the wall, if I had to worry about landing on a stud, it, I, would, I would not have been able to position it exactly where I wanted it. But because I have that three-quarter inch plywood behind it, um, you know, I was able to mount it anywhere. And of course, you always overdo it with your lag bolts or your anchor bolts because then you just have more places attaching it to the wall, which makes it secure. So essentially, you know, um, I could go and hang on my inverters, like lift myself off the ground and they would not budge. It would just wouldn't happen because I have a lot of backing securing everything. And it's the same theory with the batteries and even your charge controllers and stuff. But the charge controller is not so bad because they're not as heavy. But, you know, your batteries and your inverters and stuff can definitely be very heavy when you're dealing with some big stuff. So, um, you know, plan your project, guys. Plan for the future because you just never know what the future will hold. In my case, um, you know, I wasn't planning on selling the batteries, my, you know, my older bat my old batteries, but I did. Right. And so now I'm moving forward in the future here. And I'm, I'm happy that I made those plans ahead of time because now I can mount anything anywhere and it just makes it very user friendly. I'm so happy I did that. So my tip of advice, guys, if you guys are building your guys' power shed out, um, plan for the future. You just never know. You just never know, right? So um, definitely stay tuned, guys. Um, I'm actually tomorrow. Um, today is Saturday. Tomorrow is Sunday. Um, it's late in the evening right now. Tomorrow morning, I'm going to go and pick up all the materials I'm going to need to make my mounting um, system to mount my new batteries to the wall. I'm going to pre-cut everything, and I'm actually going to mount them to the wall. So we have some videos coming out. Um, they're going to be the videos of the new batteries. We're going to have the videos on how I'm mounting all this to my wall. Um, so definitely stay tuned for all those videos. But I wanted to give everybody a sneak peek that's listening to the podcast. Thanks for the support. And I'll stay tuned. And I'll see you guys in the next one.